What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis. The Godfather celebrates its 50th year and we get the offer we could not refuse. Tonight on Whiskey Business. Dino Traponis, and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Uh, I'm sure you're just like me uh, when it comes to watching movies. There's probably five, maybe ten movies that no matter when they come on, that you just stop whatever you're doing and you watch them, whether it's at the beginning or close to the end. I can name off, rattle off my, my top five in no particular order, except I'll save the last one because it's germane to what we're talking about this evening. But I'll do that with, with uh, say, Casablanca. Love it. I'll do that with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I'll repeat that with Paul Newman and Robert Redford with The Sting, The Shawshank Redemption, Jaws, yet another one, and The Godfather, mm-hmm. and Godfather Part Two. And well, not so much part three, but <laughs> <laughs> but The Godfather, those two movies, yeah, no matter when they come on, I will sit and I will get sucked in. Even if it's on one of the channels that runs commercials and it makes a two and a half hour movie, TNT, six, four and a half hours, <laughs> I'll still watch it. And I have it on every type of format possible, I have it on VHS. I have it on DVD. I have it on Blu-ray. I get every new edition that comes out. Oh, yeah. You're a fan. Yeah. Well, uh, remember the HBO version where they blended all all, uh, the first two together to make it like one long super Yeah, the saga. The saga. Yeah. That's the the first time I watched it was was with the saga version, and it killed it for me. Yeah. Did it really? I didn't like the saga version. It was a little choppy. You didn't care for that? No, because I didn't. I I, I needed to To watch it. it, Watch it. You didn't like watching it in order. No, because it doesn't seem as as good as the original, which I actually watched for the first time without commercials yesterday. Really? Okay. You ever watched it without commercials before? No, I've only caught it on television. Oh, wow. So there's things in there that were not in the television versions because they cut things for time. Right, right, right. So I was like, oh, I've never seen this scene before. Mm, uh Uh-huh. And wh- so. like, why? I mean, you're a movie guy. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's That's just, what it they happens. say. It happens. It happens. But it's just one of those things. No, for no particular reason, you were like, "Fuck that movie! I'm not going to watch it." You just never. No, I just never, never okay, never fair enough. It. I mean, there's a there's a ton of movies like that. For well, me. tonight uh, uh, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of The Godfather, uh, the good folks at Paramount decided to make a 10 episode uh, limited series called The Offer which was like Godfather candy. So if you uh, haven't seen the offer on Paramount Plus, eh, and you plan to, eh, you might, I hate to say this, but skip the podcast or watch it and get research for when you do. Either way, but we'll be talking about the offer, which, like I said, Godfather candy Oh yeah, to me. That's right. Fun. If you're a fan of the Godfather, we'll talk about that, the cast, 
some of the things that were accurate, some of the things that were maybe bumped up a little bit for dramatic purposes, Mm -hmm. and also how they relate to the actual movie, one of my favorite movies, if not the favorite movie, The Godfather. But first, uh, so a little bit of business, and uh, the guest bottle, which is also a gift bottle. That's right. We'll give some credit to our friends who gave us that, and then we'll... Well then we'll, then we'll we'll talk. Oh God! We'll, we'll I'm going to count how many times. That's the first, uh, the first Marlon Brando. First, first Brando. <laughs> Francis, you're uh, you're awesome. <laughs> whiskey business is the podcast, not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes. Uh, you can find us at whiskeybusinesspod.com or on your favorite podcasting app. Subscribe, smash that follow button, and like Dino said, if you haven't seen uh, the offer yet, right. or you're planning on watching it, and you don't mm-hmm. want any spoilers, go back and you can find a bunch of archived episodes mm-hmm. of, from A to Z. I mean, we've been doing this for uh, a long time, two, over 200 bottles now, 50 years, <laughs> just like The Godfather. <laughs> it's our 50th anniversary. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so go do that. Uh, and if you are listening, uh, thank you for doing that. Make sure you subscribe. And on uh, YouTube, find us Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Smash that subscribe button and the little bell. You smash that bell icon and you'll get a notification every time John posts a new video. I do. Mm-hmm. And our thanks to the Evergreen Podcast Network for being our podcast family That's as right. well. Ever, evergreenpodcasts.com. Yep. Mm-hmm. Check them out for talk about A to Z. They got everything going on, including whiskey business. Our yes. guest bottle this evening, bottle 203, Wow, is a gift bottle as well from our good friends, yeah, Leanna Blair from the uh, Columbus yeah. Cocktail Tour. I'll yeah. see them uh, on Saturday. Oh, Are yeah? You, you, you taking the tour? tour? Yeah, it's our 30th anniversary, you know, my Jen and I. Oh. So uh, I love you, Jen, and happy 30th. Oh, oh nice. Barf. That's nice. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> Leanne also does a cool podcast called Women in Whiskey, where she gets with Ann Demick, uh, Lanessa, and I forget the last name, sorry, um, Amy from uh, Middle West. Nice. Um, uh, Megan Mitlow, who's a member of the uh, Ohio Bourbon Club. But anyway, the four of or the five of them, uh, you know, strong women who, uh, who give like, their opinion on whiskey. Who like whiskey, yeah. Yeah. so it's kind of there a fun thing. Well, uh, they gave us this bottle of uh, uh, Lost Lantern from Boulder Spirits, which none of us have tried. Uh, I will caution all of us this evening. It's coming in at close to 139 <laughs> proof. Yeah, I think I only got one in me. Yeah, I think that's. I think one might be all you need um it is aged five years or more i believe in american oak barrels and uh i think it's it's probably one of the bourbons like i said i haven't tried it yet that we've had or that anybody's had that has had the largest contact content of malted uh malted barley 44 percent 51 percent corn 44 percent malted barley and five percent rye are they out of Denver, or where are they out of? Uh, I imagine Boulder Spirits, I would think. Okay, that's a suburb. Colorado. Yeah. I'm going to look at it. I found, found it earlier, and I see the link, but I have had not had time oh, to Boulder, check it Colorado. out. Oh, Boulder, Colorado. Is that what it says? Uh, but, yeah, if you go on their website, there's, you know, more, most spirits only have, uh, you know, a handful of expressions. They have, like, a dozen so, of crazy different flavors uh, before and Before we dig in to <clears throat> the offer and the Godfather and our thoughts and and opinions about it let's take a little sip of this and cheers just, I, I can't Leanne think of too Claire. many times where we've all tasted something for the very very first time here we go together i've always had a sneak peek of something or have had it right, before yeah. I, and i i didn't taste this at all it was open it's got an interesting color it's kind of a reddish color yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, like the red rock of colorado yeah, that's right 
Nice nose. Not a not a really strong nose Very at all. Sweet. Right? Yeah. Natural cask. Yeah. Nas, nat, uh, it doesn't burn. It doesn't burn. 69.3%. Like, you know, how many times have we experienced really right. high proof bourbons, whiskeys that do not burn? And, it's nice. You know, I mean, yeah, we've had some that have been really, really hot, but a lot of times we come across these high proofers that. I mean, just a little bit on the front end, but a little bit on the finish, Ooh. but it's nice. It's got a little scotchy. Um, Oaky, oakiness. Mm-hmm. It's got a little scotchy scotch to it. Oh, now it's burning. Oh, you can feel it now? A little bit. All right. I've been biting my tongue in the exact same spot for the past like three weeks. And I so there's the big sore spot there? Yeah. <laughs> so that's where it's burning. Okay. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about something else. Let's not talk no. about the sore spot on your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a bite, I promise. Um, It's nice. Yeah. This so, well, this is, is cool. It's only a, one of 181 bottles. Okay. So that's pretty cool. So let's just not finish this one. Let's save it. Or something um, else down the line, but this is a hmm, what kind of kind of what kind of taste are you picking up? I hit that scotchy first, right like yeah. right away. It's very spicy, and I'm yeah. surprised because there's only like five percent rye content in there. Yeah, I feel a little pepper. It's kind of peppery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not much. Yeah, not much sweetness at all. No, but it's uh, just a touch. It's nice, though. I, I, I've said that three times already. It's yeah. nice. I'm picking up a little cinnamon. It says uh, chocolate mousse, maple syrup drenched waffles, hmm. fudge, and toffee. Well, that's, what the the taste, you know, that's what we're supposed to taste. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I can see the maple. It is kind of thick. And uh, I guess I've never thought about it. It is, it is in Colorado. And it was aged uh, for five years up in that elevation. So I don't know if in being mile Maybe. high, if it comes in and out of the wood more or Like not. I've said a hundred times on this podcast, we do not claim to be whiskey experts, no. just whiskey fans. So, In the offer, they drink a lot of whiskey. They do. They do. They it's do drink a, a, lot, they of, do a lot, lot of whiskey. Three fingers. Three fingers. Really like three, three fingers. I love everything <laughs> about the offer, including, you know, I, I lament... I wish, I wish, I wish I was who I am now back then. Does that make any sense? Like in the, in the I wish I would have been. You were yeah, born too yeah, late. I, I wish I was, you know, in my in my would have been in my fifties and sixties and the sixties and, and early seventies. Yeah, you know, which would mean I'd be dead now. But that'd be fine because <laughs> yeah, I think know. the sixties and the seventies would have been just a great freaking time. You have lived your life to to be doing. The things that we love to do, yeah. you know, the yeah. broadcasting, writing, making movies, etc., yeah. etc. Et the Godfather celebrated its 50th anniversary. It came out in March of 1972. Mm-hmm. It was the movie that almost never got made because uh, nobody wanted to make it. Paramount stole it from Mario Puzo for a steal. Mm. Is that factual? $13,000, I think, is what they optioned it for. I, well, I saw an interview today with Robert Evans, and he said he gave him five thousand dollars, less than thirteen thousand. Yes. Wow. Okay, so they yeah. stole the the the, the, the Godfather. Uh, it, it they they stole the, the the option for the book before it got mm-hmm. out and published. Puzo yeah. had written, I believe, the Fortunate Pilgrim before that, and it bombed. Right. Yeah. Didn't and they, sell and they depict that in the show. Right. right. They do. Mm-hmm. And then they optioned the Godfather, and the Godfather just. 
takes blows uh, up as one of the best selling books of all time. It was like only forty or fifty pages that he had of, of a manuscript, yeah. right? And they bought Hands it based on that. Right behind you, grab it. And then uh, they then the uh, Paramount bought bought the rights for five thousand dollars, but then paid him more later when the book was finished. Um, that's what you I got understand. A few different, uh, yeah, I got there. the paperback versions. Uh-huh. I got this version, and I also have a first edition version with a Mario Puzo plate. Oh, so but, you didn't actually sign it. But there's no cover. I gotcha. It, but I it's gotcha. still a first edition. It's it's in there. Puzo. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I have very different variations of the the Godfather because I haven't read this in a long time and after seeing mm-hmm. the offer and uh, having watched the Godfather a thousand times, I'm actually curious about rereading this and 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 digging in. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like all movies that have been based on a, a on a book lord of the rings or you know any of them you, i mean you get so much more context right. when you actually well, read the, the book the, <laughs> the books are generally always better than the movies but i'm telling you what yeah that's why there's a godfather too because they never they got it they there was so much stuff that they couldn't cover in just the godfather oh mm-hmm. so so yeah. is godfather 2 in the book like all that information basically in the book there's some stuff in the book i i i'd have to go back and read it again i don't Got wanna, it. you know it's been that long since i've read so read they the didn't godfather. come up with a whole new plot they're like oh these are all the remnants from yeah, there's the, still, the original there's still book. stuff okay, in that cool. one that they were able to put into the next one nice so uh johnny you you are going to be kind of Leading the way on this one because maybe yeah we'll see you you uh, <laughs> you've watched the offer twice I have um, you streamed it two times ten episodes yeah I went weekly and then uh, when we decided we were going to do this uh, no I did. when you decided we were <laughs> it was your it, idea. it was just an idea <laughs> great you guys idea. Said it was great a great idea so that was on Monday and then so I I told Jen my wife I said uh, I got to watch the offer again so we just sat down and did two five hour sessions in the last couple you nights have to watch it again. it's for work. Do you I know. do. It's I work. Do. It's work. I had to because you know I had to kind of refresh my memory a little bit. I might have been doing a little bit of drinking the first time around. I did a little bit of drinking this time too. So there's a little there's some holes in my information. Here's, okay. here's how I know he loved it yeah. so much. This is this happens every time he gets hooked on a show or a series that he likes. I get the same text. I've gotten this text over the years every three Thursday. or four times. He goes. It's great. It's going to win all the awards. <laughs> when you text, it's going to win all the awards. It's going to win I know, you, I know you've loved it. The Golden Globes. Yeah. It's Am to, I typically wrong, though? Uh, I'm usually... You been, you have, you're about... You're, you're, which is good, actually. You're about 60, 70%. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. But when, he, text, he, when he texts me, it's going to win all the awards. I, I, know, <laughs> I know that he was freaking loving it and hooked. Oh, just the aesthetic, the, the acting, the writing. It's just... Every once in a while, you see that uh, the Watchmen. When you uh, when I saw that, I was like, "This is going to win awards," yeah, yeah. and it did. And it it did. did. Yeah. Uh, so then, conversely, I uh, have not read the book. I've seen the movies, uh, but I uh, only have watched uh, maybe about sixty percent of the TV show. Okay, that's so I, I'm coming from. Right. Uh, so I've got a lot. So of at questions. some point, you should probably leave the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah, said yeah. spoiler alerts if you haven't <laughs> seen all the offers. Well, I know how the how it ends in real life. Yeah, spoiler alert: It wins the Academy yeah. for Best Picture. Uh, so I'll have some questions that, that uh, may or may not be answered in the movie, but might help some people at home. I was giddy for this show. When they talked about that it was coming out, I, I would have watched it if it was good, bad, if it sucked. I would have I yeah. stuck with it every step of the way. Yeah. And when people said to me, is it great? I first thought, when it first started out, I said, it's good. Yeah. I didn't say it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was good. And I called it that. I called it Godfather Candy. And, you know, I'll eat it up. 
eat it up. But it, as it continued, it went from good to, to what I thought was, was great because you became invested mm-hmm. in the characters. Oh, yeah, the characters are fantastic. Miles Teller plays Albert Ruddy. Yep. Let's start. Let's let's start there, Johnny. Mm-hmm. As 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 people that make films, ready? Yeah, we 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 had the same the same fucking Jesus Christ. It was really easy to become a producer in the seventies, <laughs> right? Like walk onto the uh, walk on fucking Bug Bob Evans, and yeah. you, bang, you're but doing you're the producer. fucking Godfather. And you you know <laughs> first you start you leave it. He worked for the Rand Corporation, yeah. As you saw probably yes. in the first couple right. episodes, ready? And he uh, pitches he pitches Hogan's Heroes, right? In, in, in a meeting, and it, it's Hogan's Heroes is the afterthought. They go in with a different pitch. Yeah, and what else like, you got? What else you got? And they just start, you know. Oh, I love it in that meeting. He's he's in a meeting with, uh, what is it, with CBS. With uh, with Paley. Yeah, and uh, they say, what else you got? And he just says, well, we got this thing about, world, you know, this you've seen Style Like 13, what, what is 17? And he just, like, stands up and slams his foot onto the top of the table right. and just starts telling the story of what. Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> he does. He does the uh, an extended elevator pitch. Oh if, yeah, if, if you will. Through the whole uh, series, you see a lot of that. Like people, uh, Puzo and the director and uh, Ruddy, all these guys trying to like convince the uh, the suits to give them more money or to, right, right, to right. not fire yeah. X Y Z. But that's how they do it. Is they give them this heartfelt. Emotional plea. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of moments and, like that uh, in the show. Yeah, and, they, yeah. and you know, and they they well, win the guys like over. Like I said, it was the movie that that uh, that almost didn't get made because Paramount wasn't uh, willing to to do. They didn't want Coppola to be the director. They didn't want Al Pacino to play Michael. Right. Barry right. Lapidus was just not even with it. He wanted. He didn't want to make that movie ever. Ever. Lapinus. 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 Call him later <laughs> in the show. Barry Lapidus, played by uh, Colin Hanks. Yes. Also very good. Did a great job. Very um, he's such a dick. Yeah, he's a he's throughout a good this whole dick. thing, and then he gets his moment. Like I said, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. He gets his uh, his comeback moment, if you will, which which actually throws a little bit of empathy yeah. and sympathy towards him, where he actually realizes. But being in radio, all as many years as I right. have been, Lapidus reminded me of every <laughs> complicated, hard to get along with, less than creative <clears throat> program director right. that I've ever worked for. That just didn't get didn't it, get right? It. Yeah, he didn't, get, didn't it. get it. But he was a good businessman because at the end, I guess it was what's uh, episode nine, right? Right. Where he came up with the distribution, uh, the four walling. That that was actually something that had never been done before, where right. a studio had basically four walled a movie. Explain four wall. So when you a four walling a movie is basically you go and you you tell AMC we want to rent a hundred theaters. For for three weeks, and we're going to be showing this movie there. What exactly? So nobody had really done it that right, way no. before. Yeah, and and it was that was the four walling idea that made it a, a huge box office success. But it was earlier than the original release date, which was March, I thought, because they didn't want to go that deep because uh, all the holidays, all the good holidays, were they're gone, all gone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They wanted to release in Christmas with a shorter cut, right? Which which would have been disastrous. Sure. Yes, Lapidus made them cut it down by thirty minutes. Oh my God. The scene, the scene where Coppola is just sitting there by the steam back and the editor, and he's, he's like, "What do you?" The editor finishes the cut and he goes, well, "What do you think?" And he's like, oh, "What does it matter?" And he just walks away. He walks away. They ruined my movie. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Miles Teller as Albert Ruddy was great, mm-hmm. um, and Albert Ruddy is still alive as we speak. Um, mm-hmm. 
in fact, and still producing movies. Oh, really? Yeah. What's last, something he did? Yeah. The last movie he did was Cry Macho with uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the last one he did. And uh, he produced with he's produced with him before he did uh, yeah. Million Dollar Baby, yeah. which won, won an Oscar for that the best picture. So won an Oscar for that. Uh, and then Matthew Good, British actor, yes, plays probably uh, J- Johnny and I would agree, and maybe you haven't dug in deep enough to appreciate uh, the character of Robert Evans. One yeah. of the, f- the funnest character well, in that yeah, show. Yeah, the Robert Evans, for me, is, as good as Teller is, and as good as a lot of the people are in this movie, including uh, Burn Gorman, yeah. who plays the president of Golf Western. Charlie. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, Charlie. Charlie. He, I've never seen him before in anything. He's been around. I looked at his IMDb page. I mean, he was on in Game of Thrones. He's been around for a while. I never man. watched Game Sorry. Sorry. I never watched Game of Thrones. That's right. Sorry. I'm not a Johnny's never seen Godfather until yesterday. <laughs> well, not, not, not all the way through <laughs> no, without not commercials. True. Not true. But he was great too. I mean, there's just so many great, great, great performances. Uh, well, in and Keely uh, and I for, forgive me for not knowing the you know uh, Juno Temple. Yeah, Juno Temple. She's great. And I you know I say that lovingly because I do I you know I've I've liked I love her and Ted Lasso. Did you yes. guys end up seeing Ted Lasso? Oh, I did. Yeah. I watched all Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah. So that was the kind of the like the hook. But then she. Uh, kind of plays a similar but very opposite, very strong oh, yeah. woman. Uh, in Ted Lasso, she's you know this businesswoman who's a little bit mm-hmm. lies more on her on her looks. Yeah. Um, but this she she's you know she's a very strong woman character with, with the brains. And, she's a problem solver. Yeah. Which was it meshed with uh, with uh, with Al Ruddy uh, really well. It, well, really as, did. Yeah. Um, she played. Uh, she ended up being a big time Hollywood agent. Mm-hmm. Betty McCart. She had. Mm. She had. She. She. In. In the. Uh, you'll see. Towards the again. Yeah. Spoiler. You'll see at the end where she wants to embark on her own and become an agent. Yeah. Mm. And Ruddy Miles Teller pays her rent for the first two years in this new spot. And she becomes a big time agent. She had George Clooney. She mm-hmm. had a bunch of people for, for a lot of years until yeah, she yeah. passed away uh, a few years back. But mm, she was a big time cool. Hollywood agent. So she did it. She. She stuck to her guns and and she was a, a force That's to be awesome. reckoned reckoned with but let's go back to robert evans for a second yes. whitney our favorite character shall we uh let me, let me, and and we're gonna we're gonna be going back to our, our johnny and i've been doing the accent impressions impressions of robert evans. ready ready what's going on buddy? you have to first of all, first of all <laughs> i think what you have to be is is british first of all because matthew good is british which right. kills me once again yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this complete and total brit you know, is doing it. So first of all, you've got to be British, mm-hmm. and then you have to be hired to do the part of Robert mm-hmm. Evans. And then, <laughs> after watching tape upon tape of Robert uh, Evans, you develop a, as you said, a uh, a more comical approach, yeah, to a it. heightened impression of of Robert Evans, with, with who was nasal, stu- with stuffed a, nose, nose, nose yeah. a, a nose that was stuffed with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> who, knows, who knows what how he did it? I don't know. So Johnny and I be going back and forth with our. Robert Evans, our, our 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 impression of Matthew Good doing Robert right, Evans. right, right. I, yeah. It's there's a to... there's a moment that I sent you guys a, a videotape of because as soon as I saw it, it, it became my favorite moment of Robert Evans in the entire show is when yes. he's he's starting to go on the the bender and he's drinking in the morning and he's having a meeting and he's like he's like I have a vodka martini with a twist and a whisper of vibu. Yes, <laughs> two, two, and he no, goes, two. He goes, I what? Yeah, what? He says eleven o'clock in the morning. It always sounded like <laughs> <laughs> it always sounded like his nose was stuck. right, right, yes. right, right. And he right. had a rhythm and a and a cadence to it. Yeah, his, he was a good character, and, and he and he was and he was Robert Evans was. Uh, there's a great book. Uh, the kid stays in the picture. Mm-hmm. If you ever get to read it, it's a biography of Robert Evans. Yeah, I mean he was huge. He was he was he was big time in Paramount, big time. 
and of course, uh, unceremoniously dismissed at one point uh, yeah. after it was all said and done. But he made some blockbuster. Pay. He's responsible for Chinatown. Yeah. Sure. And uh, well respected though at Paramount. I guess I, in an interview, I found out that when they were shooting in Paramount, the offer that Robert Evans's office was still there in the same pl- way it was when he left. Nobody That's touched awesome. it. And they were just about to tear it down because they were doing some new construction. Now, uh, what's his job title? Would he Was he like the creative director? He was the uh, executive, vice pres- executive vice president? Of production. Yeah, of production. Yeah, but okay. he was the head of the studio. Right, right, right. right. Head Got of the it. studio. Cool. Yeah. And as he says in the offer, you know, uh, Ruddy, your name's on the poster. Robert Evans was not on the poster. Yeah. You mm. know, he was not on the poster. But he, you know, he had the decisions yeah. to make. Mm-hmm. He had... Uh, classic battles yeah, with, yeah. with Albert Ruddy in mm-hmm. respect. He did not want Pacino. Right. Mm-mm. You know, he did not want Pacino. And uh, he allowed the influence of his then uh, significant other, Ally McGraw, to kind of sway him a little mm-hmm. bit because she couldn't take his eyes, yeah. her right. eyes yeah, off yeah. Of him. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't wrong. So, yeah, yeah. She wasn't wrong at Eye all. Eye candy. Uh, but his character was so, so good. It had to be so much fun. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a there's a little story I heard when they were saying. Uh, what type of glasses? They brought a whole tray full of glasses. Yes. For Matthew Good in respects to to Robert Evans, and he goes, "Which ones do you want?" He said, "All of them." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you'll see Robert Evans wearing different glasses, different glasses yeah, every time. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it was just great. And my question for you, Johnny, is um, after watching the offer yes. and having such joy and watching yes. Matthew yes, Good, yes. did it make you want to smoke? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not good. not really. Not really. No. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, we're talking about glasses. There's something, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh yeah, Juno Temple. Her friend, I guess, in L.A. When Robert Evans died, they, they uh, uh, auctioned off a lot of his estate, and her friend got a pair of glasses of Robert, Robert Evans. Evans. Oh gosh! And she was telling uh, uh, Good that uh, that my friend has Robert Evans glasses that he wore, and he goes, "Bring it in, please bring it in. I need to see these." And he said she brought it in. And he noticed that there was bite marks on the mm. on the ear support right there, that tip uh-huh. of the thing, and that made he goes, I never would have thought of that business. So when he's biting his glasses in the mo- in the show, it's because he saw Robert Evans' glass real glasses that had bite marks that's on. That's awesome. awesome. That's great. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's little, <laughs> that's little subtle things that you know. Yeah. Because there's a scene where you know, how do you stay so calm, and Bubby. But I'm always calm. <laughs> and then they cut to him, like, just freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, so like, let's let's go back to now to the kind of the beginning of the offer. You know, they want to make this film. Mm-hmm. Albert Ruddy wants to make this film. And they go forward with it. And Ruddy, Miles Teller, uh, does a great job as Al Ruddy. And the film was just a constant battle. Mm-hmm. To make The Godfather. Anybody who's watched The Godfather, they go, why? It's so good. Well, <laughs> nobody wanted to make yeah. what they said, another mobster movie. Right. Nobody wanted to make a mafia movie. Right. You know, mobster movies were tanking. They were, they, you know, and, and, and Coppola and Ruddy, this is not a mobster movie. Mm-hmm. That's it's a family about, movie. About family, yeah, yeah. And then and when they went to New York, the mob did not want them to make this no. movie because they they thought it was disparaging to the to Italians. Right. Yeah. Which uh, I I get, you know, and Joe Colombo ended up being an advocate for the making of this film. And that's that's what I was going to ask: is that 
Joe Colombo's a real guy and that they they oh, really yeah. they really uh yeah, yeah. collaborated. There was, there was a true yeah. relationship between Albert Ruddy and, and Joe Colombo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they were actually became dear friends uh during the movie. Giovanni Rabisi plays Joe Colombo. Mm-hmm. Uh and that is probably they what I think is probably one of those dramatic licenses that they took a little bit next to Colombo. One of the guys that was with Colombo, one of his uh, lieutenants, his name is uh, Michael Frenzy uh Frenzy's uh, Friends in, sorry, I, I screwed up his name. He actually was pissed off about uh, the the uh, the way he acted. He thought that uh, he depicted him as a little bit more of a dope. That he wasn't. He was a really smart guy, and he thought he was kind of dopish the he, way he performed. A little stereotypical mobster guy. The, the, the yeah. whole uh, that whole the whole thing with the mobsters was when mm. I first said, "Is it great?" I said, "It's good," because that was my first criticism that the mobsters were a little over the top in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I think they settled in. The characters settled in a little, a little bit. In yeah. his his, uh, his buddy Caesar, maybe what was it? Yeah, Caesar, the one that was like he he turned out to be one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Until you fuck with him. Yeah, or so, fuck with somebody. Yeah, don't you, don't steal a person from yeah. him. Yeah. Don't steal a person from him. <laughs> he yeah. beat the hell out of that guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of the mobsters at the at the beginning seemed a little stereotypical yeah. over the top, and I went, "All right, yeah. you know, they're trying to make their point." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, if it weren't for Joe Colombo, you know, taking care of the unions and so forth and right. so on, it wouldn't happen. And, and he uh, he didn't want to do it, right? Uh, and people who've seen it know this story that you know, he basically uh, the the writers and and uh, decided they were going to make sure that the no word of of uh, of uh, the mafia, mafia the was going to be in the, the movie. Yeah. What if I take it? What if we take out with the the word mafia? From the, can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. And he tells Coppola, "Take out the take out mafia." He goes, "It's only in there twice." Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> okay, no super problem. easy. Super easy. Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Now Frank's role. Uh, so okay, so this maybe goes back to that question I asked earlier about because um, in in Godfather One, uh, the musician character. Talk about Sinatra. Uh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's not. He doesn't play a huge role. The character in the movie doesn't really play a huge role. Um, Al Martino played Johnny Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine mm-hmm. in in the movie. Now, if you look in the now, you, Sinatra was pissed off because he was going off the book. Sinatra never wanted The Godfather to be made just simply based on what was written mm-hmm. in the book. Right. You know. Uh, so yeah. what? What did Fontaine's character have a bigger part threaded through the I, book? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't read the book, but is that is it bigger? Not necessarily. It's in there. It's. I mean, it's in there, and it's. 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 It's a okay. part of things. I think. Uh, I don't think he wanted it out there where, where uh, he thought maybe the mob helped him get uh, that film uh, from here to, eternity. here to eternity. Yeah, right. And that's kind of what yeah, it yeah. was. Kind of that. That was the feeling. That was probably it. That was it. That the that the that the mob, you know, got that part for Sinatra, which he ended up winning an Academy Award for for Best Supporting Actor. That's right. He did, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was right for it. He was right for it. It's perfect for me. It's perfect for me. I don't have to do any do any acting. It's all it's already me. <laughs> it's basically okay, what yeah. that was my question is is uh, he seemed awfully pissed off for it to not if, from from my perspective of watching the movie yeah. fifty years later. Fontaine doesn't have that huge of a of a role. Well, that Michael Franzese guy. Uh, he said he said that that phone call between Sinatra. And uh, uh, the mob boss of uh, Colombo would never have happened, right? 
because he would never have disrespected no, a mom. There's no way. Mom there's boss no like way. That. I mean, Sinatra had balls. I'll yeah, give yeah. him that. But he yeah. wasn't going to be cussing at him. He's not going to. He's not going to disrespect the no. head of head of a mom. He said, "There's family. no fucking way that would ever happen. No. Not in a million years." That's what he said. It would yeah, never happen. And, you know, and they loved Frank. I give him that. You know, the mob loved Frank, and Frank loved the mob. And you know, I'm a huge Sinatra fan. But right. There's, there's no way. There's no even even Sinatra wouldn't have been that stupid. Well, he he supported the uh, Italian Anti Defamation League, correct? Right. So he did like fundraisers for him. Right. So he was friends with Joe Colombo. Mm, right. You know. So I mean, then you know we're, that we can go down a rabbit hole. I mean, Sinatra was was tight with the mob, and you know when Kennedy was running for office, and Sinatra was a huge Kennedy supporter, mm-hmm. and, you know, and he talked to. Uh, a lot of the yeah got the, the Italians the, to vote for him right the, the, got the Italians mm-hmm. you know, there's a yeah. lot of myth and mythology about that you know that uh, that they help sway some votes right in in Chicago uh, yeah and, and vote whatnot. early yeah. and often yeah <laughs> uh, and, and on the same Rat Pack theme uh, Miles Teller I know it wasn't intentional but I mean he just looked like Dean uh, Dean Martin didn't he. I, it wasn't intentional but I never thought about that I, that's, a, that's what I looked like a, a little bit. Miles, you know, if they ever do make another uh, Martin Scorsese, I know for years has been wanting to make a Dean Martin movie. There you oh, go. Yeah. That's your Dean right uh, there. That 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 could be your. I don't know if he could if he can it's sing. Song and but, dance but guy. That's, you're right. You know what he does? Bone structure in the face, yeah. in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. hands very good call. Uh-huh. That could be it. Thank you, thank you. That's right. Yeah, because that was one of my criticisms a little bit. Some of the famous people, the side people, I didn't think that the Sinatra guy was that. Sinatra. Good of a Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think uh, later on uh, there's a Burt Reynolds cameo. And, and <laughs> oh, this guy looked nothing like, like him. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and uh, what do you think of uh, um, The Godfather? Oh, uh, oh, Justin Chambers. Yes, he was great. Knocked my socks off. How do you do that? How you know how hard it has to be to be asked to play Marlon Brando when he's in the movie The Godfather and not do. You know, right. Yeah. Right. A, a parody, an impression of yeah, the yeah, Godfather, yeah. and not make it, not make it that. Yeah. 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 You know, kudos to Justin Chambers, and he had to play him as Marlon, Marlon Brando, Brando, but then as Marlon Brando as the Godfather. So it was right, like right. really kind of meta. Yeah. <laughs> very, for sure. I hats off to him, man. He did. He did a great job. And I guess he like really freaked out a lot of the cast members when they first saw him as Brando. Mm-hmm. I guess on the set. Uh, um, uh, 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 shit. Um, fucking uh, Matthew Good was was opposite him. He's just watching him, and I guess there's a moment where he's like eating some kind of a chip, and he's just enjoying it so much because you know Brandon would just right, like right. do some serious like yeah, he just, would savor the he little would just things. savor the little things the little things. Yeah. And he said he just started giggling during a take, like oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's random. Yeah. Justin Chambers, great, and I just all I remember him from honestly was Grey's Anatomy. You know, he was he was yeah, a heart. I was trying to figure out what TV he was a heartthrob was a TV on, on Grey's yeah. Anatomy. He was great on Grey's Anatomy in the early, in the early seasons, uh, and and he was good. But yeah, I liked I could, and I was like, who is that? Oh my God, that's just it's the guy from Grey's Anatomy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Was, I was very pleased with his portrayal of, and 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 it's funny. It's like that you know. The cast of The Godfather, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not so much about them. It's about the people that made it. Because everybody that's in the cast of The Godfather plays a very small part right. in the movie. There's some great scenes with uh, uh, the actor who played Al Pacino. 
Right. Um, Ippolito, I believe Anthony, I think his name is Anthony. I don't, yeah, I don't probably know. Written down I, I didn't have it written down. Sorry. Yeah, okay. The, he plays Al Pacino, but, uh, you get a small taste of Jimmy Kahn. Uh, yeah, he did good. I, I know somebody in there in the mix was Duval, but yeah, you don't yeah, really, you don't really pick him. up on him. Mm-hmm. No. Lou Ferrigno, you brought that right. up, plays Luca Brazzi. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like his Hulk in this? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lou Ferrigno plays Luca Brazzi. The- Which was a cool scene. Uh, I was asking if you was if you, I was asking you guys if it was real. So you know, in the movie in Godfather, he stumbles through his lines, and you guys said that that's that was because he actually couldn't remember his lines. And he could not remember his lines. Coppola saw him re- going over his lines. The scene in The Godfather where he's sitting there practicing right, before right, he goes right, to right. see The Godfather mm-hmm. was just him actually in real life <laughs> outside practicing the line. And Coppola yeah. had the genius. Yeah. Swing the camera over and shoot that right now. <laughs> There's another thing, too, that I did not know. And, Johnny, you tell me if this is true or not true. Maybe you don't know. But if it's true, I, I hope to God it's true. The scene in The Godfather where Michael's looking for the gun before he kills mm-hmm. uh, the the, uh, the cop and yes. and, uh, and uh, the Turk mm-hmm. right. in the restaurant, Salazzo and uh, McCluskey. Uh, they show Al Pacino struggling to find the gun mm-hmm. behind the toilet. Yeah. And in the offer, you saw that part, right? right? The offer, yeah. He's saying like, you know, well, the gun's going to be behind here. This, he's explaining to Al Pacino, who's very nervous, right, right, right. You know, this is where you, this is where the transformation begins. And as soon as Pacino leaves the bathroom, Coppola says to move the gun. Yeah, yeah. So move it over there and a little bit higher. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, please so, be he's, true. So he's really it's nervous. Looking That's for so it, genius. Well, it's not where he told where right. Coppola told him it was going to be. So he's like, <laughs> so, so everything you see on Pacino's face in in The Godfather, looking at that's that's real. Yeah. That's and what a genius move by know, by the director to yeah. do that. Of course, I mean ah. Coppola is one of the best directors of all time. You know, so that's all there's to it. In in, in the actually speaking of the bathroom. Um, in the offer, when they were when uh, it was uh, Robert Evans and it was Coppola and it was uh, uh, it was um, the produce, all the producers and I think one other person I can't remember who it was, they were gonna go. They had a little mini meeting in the bathroom. Did you notice that the angle of them coming into the bathroom was the same angle that the very same angle they used when Al Pacino and The Godfather came in? Yes, there are. It's like so many things. Numerous. Like that. A, a, a great amount of Easter eggs, right, in, in the offer. If you're even down to some of the mm-hmm. nods with with lines, right, and 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 moments, there some of the some of the the script is is a nod and an Easter egg to the Godfather. Yeah, this is the business we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the dead rat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is you know the horse head mm-hmm. kind of parallel, yeah. which the, never happened, I guess. But uh, no. <laughs> In the middle, maybe episode five or six, uh, all these um, Ruddy is sitting behind the Godfather's desk. He's sitting in the Godfather's chair, like right. at the you know on the, on the set, and people are coming to him and sitting down and like we need more money for X Y Z. And it was really it was like yes. reminiscent yeah, of the yeah, Godfather. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. come into the Godfather, to the, and, ask Godfather and ask yeah. him what he could do. <laughs> a the scene with uh, uh, Miles Teller as as Albert Ruddy when he goes to the hospital. To see Joe Colombo mm-hmm. is reminiscent of the scene of Michael yeah. going to the actor yeah. to, to the see his father. Yeah, and the, the nurse. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. there's so many little nods and winks yeah. to the Godfather. Robert Evans and, and Ruddy standing on the stairs talking to each other yes. as if they were the. Yes. 
perfect. Yeah, great, great. The, the, like I said, yeah. Godfather freaking candy. If you if if, yeah, if you're a fan of that film, and if you're not, if you're not a huge Godfather, if you've only seen it once or twice, this is still a a, a, a limited series exactly. that's worth watching. Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of where I fall. Yeah. And now it makes me want to watch Godfather again to kind of to yeah. find those glasses. Easter eggs. All the glasses. Oh, he's got <laughs> all the different types of glasses that that he had on throughout the thing. I like the way that was kind of shined a light on how the the uh, the studio system kind of worked. Yeah. About how difficult it, it is to make a movie in the It's probably the exact same way now, yeah. isn't it? Not quite as like that, but back then, that they were right on the back end of the old studio system, and Correct. it was all new studio stuff. So, you know, Coppola was like the first, you know, basically film school guy to ever do a major motion picture for the studios. Right. Nobody ever, everybody else had started as a PA and worked their way up and... And Robert Evans, God bless him, just had a knack. He had an instinct. I mean, he's coming off the heels of Love Story, which was a, a great book. You know, oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a big book. Movie? Have I seen Love yeah. Story? Oh, yeah, I've seen Love Story. Yeah, Ryan O'Neill and time. Ali McGraw. It was, it was like a, a year and a half before The Godfather. Right? Yeah, it was, a, it was huge. And it made, mm-hmm. and it, and they say in, the, in this thing that it made over $100 million. Yeah. You know how hard it was to make over $100 million in 1970 right. at the box office? And Rosemary's Baby was before, well, that, before that, and that made a lot of money. And that made a lot of money, too. So mm-hmm. he was on a, he was kind of on a on a winning streak, yeah. so to speak, and continued it. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. But he thought that The Godfather, and everybody thought that The Godfather would just be a mess right. mm-hmm. of yeah. a film. Yeah. Can you imagine if they hadn't gone to Sicily? You know, they they mentioned this. That they mentioned yeah. this in the series that you know there was a, they weren't going to go to shoot, shoot it someplace else. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta shoot that sequence that that transformed Michael's character into basically a guy has who doesn't care. Yeah, they say have lost his love of his life. And, and uh, whoever plays the director, um, he Dan Fogler. Yeah. He has a couple of those lines, and they're a little cheap, but they're they're cool because they kind of dissect the movie a little bit. You know what I mean? They're they're kind of like this film study for the people who might not have ever picked up on it. Like, you know, he's explaining like we need this scene because X Y Z, and you go, oh yeah, that is why that we need that scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. And he was right. I mean, you know, you needed Sicily. You needed Sicily in order to move the Michael character forward. Now, how they got the money, I don't know if that that was true or not. That's true or not? How they how they got the money to go to Sicily because Joey Gallo, who once Columbo was laid up in the mm-hmm. hospital, the mobster Joey Gallo takes over. Uh, crazy Joe Gallo, as they called him. Well, Franzese does confirm that he wanted to start squeezing the movie. He he wanted to do what what uh, um, what his boss was doing, right? Right. So the, so that part is true. That part is true. But in order to pay off Joey Gallo, you know. They wouldn't have had any more money to go mm-hmm. to Sicily, and then when Joey Gallo gets bumped off, whacked, and that's mm-hmm. not true either. How when the the sequence of events, they're shooting, yeah, the time is different. In the street and Joey Gallo supposedly is getting murdered the same time they're shooting. They make it look that way, but uh, Joey Gallo, uh, from what I understand, actually that happened in that restaurant, mm-hmm. but it happened like two, three o'clock in the morning. Right. So, so the timing was a little bit different. The timing was a little bit different, but it was like day and then evening. Yeah. And somebody dies, and they get to go to Sicily. I liked Yay! it though. Yeah, yeah. I liked the I liked that sequence because it kind of is a lot of good tension, and then, then the basket was the basket of bread or rolls that red, fell down. Yeah, it's a basket of rolls. And then the basket at the of oranges. And the, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, was great. Cool. Yeah, that was a cool nod. 
don't know. Who. Yeah, there were a few different. I think it was Adam like Arkin that directed that. that Adam one. Arkin directed a lot oh, of yeah. uh, a handful like of those two, episodes. Three of three of them, yeah, yeah, including the uh, the last one mm-hmm. as well. Um, so Robert Evans in this in this particular uh, series uh, hits some hard times. Like a lot of us in life, he uh, he he allows love to get in the mm-hmm. way, and which 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 really made me appreciate that character even more, because he seems so, you know, bottom line Hollywood. This is my job. But he's a romantic, right? He's been married romantic, eight yeah. times for fucking yeah, God's yeah. Sake. and he really loved Ali McGraw. <laughs> yeah. I mean that really that really messed him up, big time to the point where he just you know. What's the point? What's the, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. And then to see him bounce back, was it episode nine that he bounces back? Eight is when he went into the, I think the, uh, the, the Gulf Western uh, the when meeting. He, when, he, when he bounces back into the office yeah, yeah, yeah. and Barry Lapidus is in charge at the moment. Oh, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're looking over more posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah look, he's posters. Like a, he's like, the Flying V, come on. The Flying V. <laughs> the Flying V. Go with the book cover. <laughs> Go with the book cover. And that was that was great, you know, because those yeah. posters were actually oh, they were hysterically. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah, they're horrible. The horrible posters. The yeah. flying V. <laughs> but he bounces back and 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 uh, becomes Robert Evans all, all over again. Yeah, Lapidus. I love the scene with Lapidus and uh, Charlie, and they were talking about do you do you really want to do this? You know, and you know, and they, he finally realized that Robert Evans is the guy. Yeah. That there's something missing from how he is a leader that Robert Evans can't. He he doesn't have what Robert Evans has. No, and Charlie, who plays the 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 head of Golf Western, says you know throughout the thing, you know Evans has got something. He's got charisma. He's got something. You know, yeah. A lot of luck went their way. A lot of things went their way to get that movie done, Mm -hmm. and for it to happen. I mean, uh, certain decisions had to be made, and chances were taken. And, right. and look what happens. We end up one of the one of the greatest freaking movies in uh, right. American cinema history. That's right. Yeah, it's cool. It reminded me a lot of uh, Mad Men. A little bit, yeah. Um, well, of the you're era. talking, you know, 60s, late sixties into the early seventies. So yeah, Mad the, Men. The took theme place song more. was that kind of like jazz. Yeah, thing. yeah. Mad Men took place more in the mid sixties, mm-hmm. early sixties. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get it. And that's what I was saying earlier. I wish I was me. Back then, yeah, yeah, I wish I could have lived in that period of time, right? You know, yeah, because there was just there was just this maverick, exciting f- feeling, and I, I asked you, Johnny, if after you know with the love of you know if you, if you wanted to light up a cigarette, smoking in restaurants and you know and and and, and I know bars right? and, and, and and everything like that, uh, just. I was talking to my son about about the show, and I said, I got a cigar. I think I'll go smoking. <laughs> <laughs> right, you've got a cigars. And yeah, like you said earlier, a lot of whiskey. Oh my God, a lot of whiskey a lot of, was, was being consumed. In, oh in yeah, that particular four show. fingers. He kept saying oh. four fingers. Yeah, every time Charlie went into somebody's office, he would he would just pour himself a, a glass of whiskey and down yeah. it. I love, I love when he went into he went into Ruddy's office and he like drank up thing as this is shit. This is, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Your whiskey tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> A couple other things that stood out, um, it, which is funny because we talk about this at our radio station job now, is it's very uh, opinions of old men in suits, old white guys in suits, yeah, you know, calling the shots right. all the way down. Right. And you know, it's we've gotten a lot better since then, and and but in a weird way, it's still very, very much that. 
Um, and the Juno's character, I thought was cool again because she was the strong female lead. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Play, Played through it, and uh, the one line she's she's like, "I'm not here to make history. I'm just here to make movie." Movie. She wasn't. She didn't wasn't right. playing this female card. She just was like a, a right a film advocate. A, you know, movie yeah, maker yeah, yeah. wanted to make and a cool like movie. you said, a powerful woman in that particular yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, time right. and in that movie. And thank God she was there because I think that uh, Charlie showed a little bit of affection. I know what I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you. It never, it never, it never develops in the series. But do you think that Ruddy had sex with? Sex yeah, I don't know. Do I you don't... think that they actually hooked up at any point? I don't think so. You think you don't think Ruddy and Betty hooked up? I, I think he doesn't. He doesn't uh, shit in the, where he where he sleeps, right? except for the one time where he gave his uh, girlfriend a job. But and that fucked and, him over. Uh, yeah. that actress, I've never seen her before she either. She was great. She was great. She was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. She was terrific mm-hmm. in that too. Like I said, there were a lot of smaller parts in this thing that mm-hmm. really, really worked and, and gelled properly. But at the end of the day, end of the day, you're looking at Charlie, you're looking at Robert Evans, you're looking at Al Ruddy, and you're looking at Betty. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those are the four people that mm-hmm. that carry this thing wonderfully, and yeah. uh, I will watch it again. Oh yeah, uh, I uninterrupted. My question to you, John Whitney, yes, is Dan uh, Folger. What? What? Nothing. Dan what? Folger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is um, they allude to Godfather too? Do you think there's meat on the bone to make uh, another series? Yeah, I was thinking about that today, and I was having a discussion with the wife about would there be an offer too, and I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen actually. You know what? Outside of that, uh, that the way they put it in, uh, literally uh, the lineal's cut, that one, the, the special Godfather, I had not seen two all the way through as is as it exists as a as a feature as the way it was released. You need to. It actually, I almost like Godfather two more. That's what mm. they say. Um, and, and, and also stands in movie history as being the only sequel that has won the Academy Award for Best Picture. But would it? Mm. But would it be interesting though? Did enough? Was there enough resistance from the studio, from casting, from to make Lord it an rings. interesting story? I think it wouldn't be so much resistance. I think there's a whole different dynamic that goes into once you have a hit. And I think as far as the suits, yeah, I think that gives them even now they're taking credit. Yeah, for something that they, they fought, had, they had no and now they're now it. they're yeah, winning, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now they're. I, I think they would be calling the shots or trying to call the yeah. shots even more. Well, yeah, well, it went from like six million dollars budget to fourteen million dollar budget, right? Which means, yeah, they probably would have their hand in a little bit more, a little bit more. So I yeah. think there'd be a lot of drama behind. I think there had to have been a lot of behind the scenes drama in yeah. respects to making Godfather two. And what I thought is maybe that they, if they do another one, they combine the making of Godfather two. And also flash forward to the uh, what a lot of people consider to be, even though it was nominated for Best Picture that year, the ill-fated Godfather Three, which I've recently watched again. Coda, the the latest Coppola version of Godfather Three, was that his cut? Yeah, that was his cut. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And um, is there, his daughter any better in that? No, <laughs> that's the one thing. That's the one thing that did not improve. Um, they they wouldn't pay Duvall. Money oh, to he, come back as Tom Hagen in Godfather Three. They got oh, George so Hamilton. And in, defense, and in defense of George Hamilton, uh, 
given how they wrote the character, I thought Hamilton did a, did a good job, but it wasn't Tom Hagen. It wasn't Robert Duvall. I mean, the, 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 the fact, the, the misstep there is not getting Duvall. Not, the misstep isn't George Hamilton. It's not his fault. He right. was filling in a part and playing a role. Iconic role. And what, what I noticed about Godfather 3 is that when it gets like the last hour, it starts to feel like the other mm-hmm. two movies. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just some and and once again this is something that I can't believe they did this. They they I remember when that movie came out, they were pushing for a Christmas release. Yeah. You know, they wanted a Christmas release in the offer. We wanted to go movies and they pushed it and they and they rushed it. They rushed Coppola to do Godfather 3. It still got nominated for best picture. It's still a good movie. If Godfather 1 and 2 never existed, you would think Godfather Three was great. Did he write that with Puzo again? I don't know. Good question. I don't know. I don't know either. I was gonna look it up. What year is is Godfather Three? Oh man, eighty three. Eighty. It was in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I got to see that too. Like I said, I saw that one big long cut of all the of all them put together, and then that's when I was like, "Oh, really? This is but that not was that just great. one and two, not even three. I don't was think. it? I thought three was involved in that too. Maybe, but it would have been like at the end. I can't all remember. At, all at once. It's, it's been a while. I can't remember. Uh-huh. Maybe because that 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 cut kind of turned me off a little bit. Okay. That Godf- I didn't even bother with three. Yeah, Godfather three is nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Believe it a little all bit right. later. A lot okay. later. Yeah. Um, and is that a money? Was that a money grab? I I I think so because at that time I think Cobola had not really done. He had a couple of, of, of things that didn't work. He had not done Interview with a Vampire yet, I don't think. But when was Interview with a Vampire? Was that was that 93 mm-hmm. or something like I that? I don't know. So, Coppola directed that? Really? Uh, Interview yeah, with by the Vampire? way, Godfather 3, so, Puzo, yeah. and Coppola together. So they, yeah. so I have to they verify collaborated that. once yeah. again. I have to verify it. It's some vampire movie. That he did. Oh, he did Dracula. Bram Stoker. Yeah, Bram. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it was. Not Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. He he did. uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one he did. And you made an interesting point before we started recording today that you would like to see. You would like to see if they make the offer too. You want to see kind of different paths that these that these primary characters go through. Coppola having the success of The Godfather and Godfather Two. And the conversation, and then, and then, then Apocalypse Now, and then it bankrupts himself. But they wouldn't do Apocalypse Now because it was a United Artist and it wasn't a Paramount property, right. so they probably wouldn't do that. But make reference to it, maybe. Maybe, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they make reference to Superman. Yeah. Oh Mario, yeah. We have Mario. This is you didn't Mario see the last Puzo, episode, yeah. did you? you see the last uh, episode? I, I saw. Everybody's I, like, I "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Right, hey, yeah, they yeah. just the uh, Warner Brothers just gave me a million dollars for a one page oh, treatment of Superman because they want to say by by the, the by the author of the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he gets yeah, paid a million dollars for a one page on treatment. Oh my God! Give me a break. That's incredible. Back then in 1972, oh, God, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I I would love to. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I'd love to see a second season. But I just this was so good, and I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone. Unless they do a series of similar kind of themed shows like The Offer, but with a totally different movie. Movie take the same premise yeah. behind the scenes of making of a great movie. Like, well, they could do that with Jaws, right? Jaws. They could Jaws. do it with Indiana Jones. They could do it with the Star Trek franchise. They That's could do all kinds of stuff. I mean, Jaws was ridden with problems from. From oh. day one. Oh yeah, right. So From they the could definitely in this do. cool time era, you know, it'd be a, and that a would be piece. that would be if they could find these movies that were troubled films mm-hmm. that ended up being blockbusters. Yeah, 
that would kind of be, you're right, that'd be a good theme, and Jaws would be one of them. Yeah. And we're not too far from the 50th anniversary of some of those other movies. That, no. Though it's no. Jaws, Star Wars, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Another 10 years. Yeah. I, did you guys notice something, though? There's something on, I think it was in the, the first episode where they, they went to San Francisco to talk to Coppola about doing the movie, and he's at the editing table, and behind there's two people on the couch. That's one of them was George Lucas. <laughs> what, what were they? What was he editing? Was he? Was he the? It might have been. It wasn't THX. I don't. Maybe been Rain People. Maybe I'm not maybe. sure. I'm not sure what they were editing, but it was definitely one of his failures with Zoetrope, American Zoetrope. So, but and it was Coppola, funny. And like, Coppola didn't want to do it either. Coppola initially didn't want to do The Godfather. He didn't want to anything to do with a mob movie. With a, with a mob oh movie. yeah, he says at one point, if I didn't need the money, I'd be out of here. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Puzo actually, what's funny about he, he took so little money for that for the for the for the rights it's right. because he was in debt with the mob. With the mob, he, mm. he, yeah, he, he had a gambling bookies. debt. He had gambling debts. So yes. if he didn't have a gambling debt with the mob, do you think maybe? Paramount would have option. Would he been? Would he have done it? Don't know. So would the Godfather ever had existed in its form today if it wasn't for his gambling debt? That's a good point. Because <laughs> <That's laughs> right. they and like I said, dramatic license here. His his wife says, you know, write write what you know, right, write what you know. Write, mm-hmm. and he writes this great any crank. You know, I I don't know what the timeline is, Mm-mm. but. Oh my God! I, you know, I when I write something, I struggle over it forever and a day. And mm. it's, uh, I, you get the feeling that he just cranked the Godfather out, right? He's and, inspired, and in no time at all. And then was convinced that he could write the script. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he and he couldn't. I like he's floating in the pool. He's like, oh, I can't do it. He's got a, a baked lasagna <laughs> on his chest, chest. floating. <laughs> just can't eating. do it. I can't do it. I got diabetes, but it's okay. I'm just eating. <laughs> Is the book The Godfather, I mean, I know it's a popular book, and it was popular at the time, a bestseller, but is it regarded as a fine piece of literature? You know I mean? like, uh, Or is it just a pop piece? You know I, what I mean? I kept hearing people describe it as a pulp novel. Okay. Is yeah, that true? That's a good description of it. Yeah. That's a good description of it. Okay. So uh, is, it, is it going to be, is it is it Grapes of Wrath? Is it the right. East of asking. Eden? Is no. it the Of Mice and Men? Uh, you know, is, is it Hemingway? Right. I don't know if Puzo will be in the same category as that, but I'm telling you what, uh, I read it for the first time. My, my uncle, Chris, was a big music guy. Mm-hmm. I would never see him read a book. Hardly like ever, yeah. right? Ever he the last was like, book I read was Hope uh, Madden's book, <laughs> and, and, and he was in his room reading this book. And so, you know, when I'm talking, I'm 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 13 years old, and you know, I'm always I, I idolized my uncle Chris. We were all living in the same house together. He he was living with my grandmother, right. and if my uncle my uncle turned me on to certain types of music back then because his room was like the oasis of, of the house there was a great stereo system and he introduced me to all this great he that's the first time i heard black sabbath that's the first time i heard zeppelin that's the term for, and, and then when he was reading his book uncle chris what do you read yeah and he got this book and he tossed it to me and i started to read this book at 13 oh wow and there's a lot of things that a 13 year old shouldn't read and at the time uh there was a version out 
is I don't have it. This one, it might be another one where it said soon to be a major motion picture. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that it was on the cover, right? Because they were still putting it out there. And I said, you gotta, I you gotta take me because it was rated R. Yeah, you know, and I couldn't go by myself. You gotta take me to see this, and we actually saw it at the Paramount Theater. Awesome. In Stubble, and you were like 14 years old or something. Oh yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. So you read, you did read the book before the movie came yes, out. Yes, 1972 cool. is when it came out, and mm-hmm. I said, "Go, oh, Chris, you gotta take me," and you know, went to go go see this movie. And we Don't had, tell your grandma. Yeah, <laughs> we, had the, we had the Capitol Theater, the Grand Theater, and the, the Paramount Theater. Did you see it in the Paramount Theater? I saw it at the Paramount. Ah, theater. of yeah, course. Of course, it was a Paramount movie. It Hell was yes. in the Paramount Theater, and uh, yeah, and it's just. That's cool. That was that was a, a very cool moment. This is a loaded question, but uh, so you talk about how Puzo couldn't write he, the he had struggle writing some There's a, apparently there's a law in Hollywood don't let the author of a book write the screenplay. Yeah, so yeah. what's I I mean like I said it's a loaded question, but I mean what's the difference? What's what how why is one easier than the other? Why would you like why why is that it's a, different well, a book, a book yeah. you can you can you can make a book as long as you want to make it. A screenplay right. has to be condensed. You got to be able to tighten it up. You got to be able you can't you you can't. It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. You got to take the best of it. You take take Jaws for an example. There's a story that you ever read Jaws by Peter Benchley. No, uh, did you know that Hooper had an affair with the uh, with the uh, with the shark? With no, no, <laughs> with Brody's wife. Oh no, cool. In the book, yeah. they have an affair. Really? Yes. I remember you telling me about the said the book's the scariest book you ever read. Yeah, the book was awesome. Yeah. Peter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so all right. So then, I guess now I understand why. So they didn't, they didn't put the affair in the, in the in the Jaws. We had no, we had no yeah. business being. Yeah. But in the book, you can expand it. Yeah, you yeah. get an Academy Award for best adapted screenplay because it's a whole other skill level. Then, like, so in movies and in film production today, we see a lot of like the Marvels and the you know, whatever Jurassic Worlds. Like, very rarely do you come across that original script, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it's harder? It just in general, if you have a typewriter, I know you use it, <laughs> do you know a typewriter or a laptop? Is it easier to write a book? Or easier to write a screenplay? I think it's easier to sell a book and harder to sell a screenplay. I think it's easier to write a screenplay than it is to write a book. So. Oh, you mean writing or selling? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, writing just or from a s- yeah. stem of an idea, a seed of an idea to a finished product. And not necessarily, not way. necessarily like. Uh, a lot of people, there was a, there was a period of time, and, and there, there might still be, where a successful movie would then be on the shelves as a paperback mm-hmm. as a novel mm-hmm. used to be the opposite way right right yeah and i think it's easier to take the screenplay and make a book out of it mm-hmm. okay as opposed to taking the book and having to mm-hmm. trim it down and trim the what i don't want to say fat because whatever's in the book is in the book for a reason but then to make it this compelling mm-hmm. and just that little little tidbit i gave you there uh hooper having an affair right. with chief brody's wife how would that play in the movie? You don't need it. It would right. t- t- totally change the dynamic right. of the characters. Uh, and way. the relationship between yeah, yeah, the two of them, right? Sure. Yep. Right, completely. Mm-hmm. To condense that down to compelling, mm-hmm. not an easy thing to mm-hmm. do. But uh, an original screenplay, I believe Chinatown was was original. That's original. Right? That's I original. So, yeah. Right? That's Robert. They were talking about that, making that next. Yeah, Robert Evans actually made a deal with Paramount that he would still be the head of the studio, but he would be a producer. And I think Chinatown was the first project that he produced out of the gate. Right. 
So he got his name on the poster yeah, for Chinatown. Yeah. Well, my and name was on nominated, the poster. Yeah. Well, my name on the poster. And nominated for an Academy Award the same year Godfather 2 won for the Academy Award. So he was up against himself. Paramount. No, he wasn't a producer on on uh, on mm, Godfather 2. He was not? No, he was with, he was doing Chinatown. Okay. I've actually run into people and I'm amazed and I'm shocked and it actually changes my opinion of them when they say they've never seen The Godfather. Mm. Uh, I can't believe that you haven't seen it in its unedited form. Yes. Aside from commercials. Until yesterday. That's awesome. Now you need to and do I, the same and, thing with Godfather too. And I see the appreciation for it, for sure. Um, it's it's a work of art, man. It is a fucking work of art. I mean, the the cinematography, the acting, the writing. It's just did you appreciate incredible. that as 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 a filmmaker? Did you appreciate some of the battles that they had on set in regards to well, having watched lighting? the uh, the offer and then watching the film, I was like, going, okay, I I see why because. Um, Gordon because, Willis. Yeah, and Gordon Willis is a great DP. And the thing is, is that you know the studio system was used to things that are high key, very bright. You can see everything, you know. And uh, when when they were looking at those rushes, I could see how they were kind of nervous about it because it looked like nothing there come out of the studio system ever, ever. It was beautiful. And they were saying they were using movie terms. Well, we have to color key it and, mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah, and yeah. Like, hit the mark. A co- color timing. Yeah, it's color, color timing. So, you know, and so forth and so on. But yeah, yeah. yeah the battles that Coppola and 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 Willis had in, re- in yeah. regards to how, how you know shooting it. And, it made me appreciate it. And you know what? The 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 uh, wedding scene with uh, with the dom with the cat and knowing the backstory of the cat now. Yeah. Incredible that that was the best cat performance i have ever seen <laughs> in cinema history i mean he was just petting it and like doing it and he's like acting with the cat you can see he was acting with the cat and then when he puts the cat up on the table and the cat just lays down on the table yeah what a great cat <laughs> it's incredible it's a natural it was incredible it was a natural i've never cat. seen a cat like that before yeah and the cat <laughs> was a total fluke. it was a stray yeah it was an alley cat that, that lived outside the in the alley outside the studio it's incredible. They're like, let's roll with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's fun, uh, fun stuff like that. They just really made me enjoy The Godfather, actually. When I was in, uh, in in Vegas, uh, they had the uh, mob, museum, mob Museum at uh, the Tropicana. There was a thing going on. And right. they showed a docu- – there's a documentary about the making of The Godfather oh, yeah? as well that uh, uh, was really enjoyable to watch. And um, – this the offer you know, made me reminiscent of that of that particular. You know, I knew I knew before the offer ever came around that this was a movie that almost didn't get made, and I knew right, there was right, a lot right, of resistance. Right. I knew that the mob had a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. And uh, and what was mentioned, you know, how they show this relationship between Albert, Albert Ruddy and and uh, Joe Colombo. That's a true. Mm. That's true. They had a relationship. They were friends. You know, so that part of it, while dramatized. Uh, was true. I mean, you know, and and uh, Albert Ruddy, Albert Ruddy passes on Godfather Two. I know, right? To make the longest yard. I know. One of my also one of my favorite. I love that movie of all time. Mean Machine, Mean Machine. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. I don't know if I want to do a prison movie. I know, and right? Albert Ruddy convinces him to do the longest yard. 
and a passion yeah. project for Ruddy, and it ended up being a great that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, he wrote the treatment for that, Which right? He did. Right, right, right after uh, Hogan's, right? Yeah, so. if we don't, what's he saying? Mm, what's maybe. he saying in the, in the series? If we can't get agents bringing us, then we create our own, yeah. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. Nobody was sending him anything that was that he could he could bite on with his neck. Mm. He was getting kind of anxious because mm. yeah. everybody else was getting ready to work on other things. Right, and you know, Ruddy had nothing, and so he said, except for not. Godfather Two, which I, about Robert Evans thought he was going to be on board, and uh, right? ended up walking away from it, man. And look what happens. Yeah, wins the Academy Award for Best Picture. Coppola finally gets his Oscar for Best Director. Yeah. He loses the Oscar on Oscar night to Bob Fosse for Cabaret. No, he won Best Director. Not for Godfather. I thought he got for Godfather 2. Godfather, Godfather 1. No, Godfather 2. Coppola got the Oscar for Best yes, Director. Yes, but Godfather, he lost to Fosse. To You're Fosse correct. for yes. Cabaret. Yes, yes. And everybody thought Cabaret would also walk away with Best Picture, but it didn't. Did not. So that was one of those years where the director... Gloss. The director wins, but doesn't get Best Picture. Oh, right. You yeah, know, yeah, which yeah, has yeah, always right. been one of those things to me. If it was the Best picture then why wasn't the director the best director wouldn't that in this uh, particular it's about case. production pulp, pulp fiction it's about production oh, oh wait no uh pulp fiction didn't win it was a uh, force gump right right Isn't that the i think thing? so yeah 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 but well, at least he got best uh best original best adaptive screenplay and best picture right so which kind of really shows away. you how good that movie well, was. yeah Coppola did walk away with an oscar that night yeah but yeah. not for director hmm. but he made up for it Are, you know our friends uh george wolf and hope madden you know, they, yeah. they are our movie critic friends who watch every movie in the planet, but they very rarely watch TV because they just don't have time for it. Like they literally watch you. Know, they need to watch one or two this. movies a day. But I wonder if this is something that they would like and what they would think about it because it's uh, pretty inside baseball. Yeah, because it is inside baseball and it's about the movies. I'll have to ask George that tomorrow when I yeah. see him. Yeah, if, that, if that's something he would want to watch because they watch very. Like you said, very little television. Mm-hmm. But if it's about the movies, that might. Uh, Especially since Hope has just you know wrapped up shooting on on her film, yeah, as well. So maybe she would appreciate the trials. A new appreciation, right. yeah, for sure. Oh man, yeah, that's 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 probably one of the Indians. things I appreciated the most out of it: the trials and tribulations. Yeah, I mean that was a studio picture, but still, wow, that's a studio picture. That's a Paramount picture, and they still had to put up with a ton of bullshit. And not being able to get what they wanted to get, what they when they needed to get what they needed to and, get, and they had a limited budget where they had to squeeze what twenty seven thousand dollars out of the budget just to go to Sicily. Yeah, twenty five thousand dollars to go to Sicily. Are you kidding me? Two weeks or whatever it was in Sicily with not a full crew, but geez. Now today, millions. Oh my god! To send everybody over there to shoot. But it was a limited crew, I guess. They they hired local and the DP and. And some of the Ship stuff that's the gear over. Some of the some of the stuff that's in that particular uh, at her time in Sicily when they go to that one little that one little uh, restaurant, you know, and they go and Coppola says this would be a great place to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't know where they were going to shoot. No. And the blowing up of the car and the Godfather. You know, we got one one shot at this. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you say? Twenty seven thousand euro a euro fifty thousand lira. 50,000 lira. Yeah, he goes, like and she goes, and he goes, well, we'll do it. And she goes, what are you doing? He goes, it's like, it's like 35 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Like you're right. Earlier we talked about it, but. And that's man. why I think the offer too. That's why I think there'd be something of substance in there because the whole first one was a struggle. Mm-hmm. And now after you have a, a hit, a success, different, uh, a different kind of struggle. Yeah. You know, the where, you think, where you think I just 
made the best, highest grossing film in history at that particular time anyway. You know, right now, and and, and I'm getting shit. Uh, you, you know, You're telling me no? Yeah. You, 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 you know Coppola had to, to deal with other, I'm other problems. Different set of problems. I don't know the story, so I'd be interested to see either, if they if I'm they develop saying, something. And then if they combine it with the fact that years later, Godfather Three, I, I don't Even know. I, I, like I, I think there's still meat on the. I think there's still meat on the. Okay. I think there's still meat on the. I like the either, either idea of that or uh, like we say another movie, Jaws or. But I also like that idea and, too. You know. Pick pick another movie that <laughs> mm-hmm. behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and, and had issues. Yeah, yeah, because that would you. I, I that my my choice would be Jaws. Because yeah, yeah, Spielberg was a new director, still kind of new, oh, yeah. kind of a newbie. Yep. Sugarland Express, we had that under his belt, I think. Uh, yes. And uh, and prior to that, I think just TV stuff. Yeah. TV, Everyone, yeah. every time I see that episode of Columbo, directed by Steven Spielberg, is it great? There's a lot of like like dolly in shots to close up. <laughs> I'd have to watch it again, but I always <laughs> chuckle when directed by Steven Spielberg. Well, he did that one film that was made for TV movie with I a can't duel. Remember. Duel oh with gosh. Robert Weaver. It was great. Yeah, you ever see that? Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. about about a, a a guy being hunted down by a by a truck, big giant evil truck, by an oh, evil truck. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, what? But it's compelling it's, as yeah, fuck. It's All really right. good. I'm yeah. on it. Is it t- made for TV movie? It wasn't yeah. made for TV yep. movie. That's it what that's better. what got him his job with uh, with the studios, and yep. he started making movies. Yep. Do you have any more? John has a whole book full of notes. Did, did, did we cover? Did we did we miss anything hope, that you I'm wanted to cover before we wrap up? Oh, the, that's going to send us down another rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, the 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 cat. Uh, I said that. No, the rat left for Evans was never happened. This is according to Franzese, uh, the guy who was a uh, henchman or a uh, in the family, the Colombo family. Um, uh, Mickey Cohen, the the sequence where they basically said, "Oh yeah, Mickey Cohen, you know, go and and uh, scare these guys," and and so they got him to shoot the uh, back of the about the car. Never happened because Mickey Cohen was in jail at the time. Aha! He had been he was in jail from sixty three to seventy two. Bullshit. So that's bullshit. Right. Um, and also, how do you shoot out the back of window and and not, not kill anybody? Not, not, right? Not yeah. kill somebody. Must have been buckshot. Who knows? Yeah. Picking buckshot out of her hair. Um, I told you about the Sinatra not yelling at uh, Joe Colombo yeah. would never have happened. I love the moment where this is not part of that. Um, I love the moment where the two studio heads, Evans and the guy from I can't remember Warner Brothers, were talking about because when uh, the what, what he got the job, Gino the, was with the gang, couldn't shoot straight. straight yes. Yeah. And they were like talking about who can we trade you for to be in that movie and it was fucking Robert De Niro. Right. right. <laughs> awesome. Just I love that moment, but I do like the and moment. I do like that movie, The Game That Couldn't Shoot Straight. Yeah, it wasn't Smaller bad. film, but it was a good it was a good yeah, it was fun. movie. Um and the moment when Brando is sitting there and like they're going, to, you know, why did you did you you know, you know why I took this script? Why I took this movie? Cuz you like the the character? He goes, "No, no, 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 no." Because because uh, he said that Sinatra Gave him didn't like the his guys and dolls performance of Luck Be a Lady, <laughs> and he wanted and he knows that Sinatra doesn't like the book or the movie, and he's gonna piss him off by doing this. Movie. <laughs> Remember that? Ah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Um, we kind of talked about everything. Yeah, 
No. There, there's one other scene real quick uh, that, that just popped into my head. Uh, they have the cast for the first time. Oh, yeah. And, and they sit down at, at the dinner, the t- dinner yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, True yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And basically True. they start just improving as the as their the own characters. characters. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of cool. Now, oh, speaking of which, I hope this is true too, because they show it in the in the series that uh, they they tell Jimmy Khan to beat the shit out of. Yeah. True. 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 So that, when you when you see awesome. that se- sequence and he's like beating him over the head with that when when that trash can goes on his head and you yeah. know that that hurt, that all was real. That's great because he was just beating the shit out of him because yeah. he just beat up. Holly Shire on in the real set. life, yeah. 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 Or, well, he, actually, he actually, yeah, hit her. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that part. Is he's true. got a book out, by the way. The guy that played uh, uh, Carlo, okay, has, has got a book out. Uh, Orange pants. Uh, about, Orange pants. Yeah, about his uh, the Godfather and and does he like, paint himself uh, it, as not it, so much it, of a douchebag? Because he was kind of a douchebag in the, in the well, show. Yeah, he is. He <laughs> plays a big douche in the show, but yeah. uh, he he. Uh, he he talks a lot about the Godfather and and uh, how Brando didn't want him on the film at all, mm. and that, that he actually uh, stood up to Brando in in a threatening way. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And for real, but Brando thought he was acting. Oh shit! No shit. <laughs> and Brando's like, okay, he's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you try to <laughs> get me off this method, fucking, right? You try to get me off this picture. I'll fucking did this and so forth. The other That's thing, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was hoping that that Jimmy Con thing, like let, let you know, whisper into Jimmy Con's ear, really beat the shit out of him. What a great move by Ruddy. Yeah. Right. And so, so yeah. many, so yeah, many yeah. things that we enjoy. I'll say it again. It's Godfather candy. So if you love The Godfather, watch the offer. Hansberry, when we put this one out, hashtag Paramount Plus, because we're giving you a free freaking plug. Oh, shit. No doubt, God man. damn it. Free subscription for life. <laughs> I'll, I'll use the poster for the thumbnail. At the end of the day, I go back to Miles Teller. I go back to Matthew Good. I go back to Gino Temple. And I go back to uh, Burn Gorman, who played Charlie. Mm-hmm. These are these are the four characters that that made this really jumped out at you. Really jumped out, and every time they popped up on screen, I was just like, I was I was yeah. great. So let's close this out, Johnny. All right. By uh, by doing our uh, Bob Evans. Move. I want to I want to thank John Whitney. Of a great idea doing the podcast. Thank Bobby. you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. 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 It was a great idea, <laughs> Bobby. Uh, Bobby. To, to do it. I told you I get Hansberry on board. No problem. <laughs> okay, my boy. It was good. It was good, and we hope that you enjoyed it as well. And also, want to thank uh, the guest spot on this evening. Thank uh, Leanne and Blair for uh, the Lost Lanterns. Four fingers of this will put you on your ass. That's true. That is true. <laughs> and a whisper of uh, and a whisper <laughs> of a with a twist. <laughs> Two. <laughs> All right. One. Uh, thank you for allowing us to go down a rabbit hole this evening here on Whiskey Business. My name is Dino Chapotas. Thank you, Greg Hansberry. Thank you, John Whitney. Hey. John Whitney, who you know, if he was excited to be on the podcast, because right. he hates being on the podcast as far as on camera and whatnot. Yeah. So you know. He got his own screen. You and know he had to totally dig the subject matter this evening to do it. Thank you, buddy. 
No I love it when you want to step up and be a part of things. No problem. <laughs> My name is Dino Chaponis. Until the next model, see you. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.